Welcome to Diving Deeper, where we interview National Ocean Service scientists on the ocean topics and information that are important to you. I'm your host, Kate Nielsen. Today we will continue our discussion on an earlier question. How can I volunteer with our National Marine Sanctuaries? Today's episode will connect you with sanctuary staff from different locations to explore a few of the many volunteer opportunities. We will start today's program again with Tracy Hyduke, the National Volunteer Coordinator for the Office of National Marine Sanctuaries. Thanks, Tracy, for joining us once more to talk about this very important program and the volunteer opportunities that are available for folks. Thanks, Kate. Glad to be here. Tracy, today we're going to talk to volunteer coordinators with the Monterey Bay and Stellwagen Bank National Marine Sanctuaries. What can you tell us about these sites and some of their volunteer opportunities? Well, these sites are both in pretty urban areas. Uh, They have a lot of people living nearby them and a lot of people using their sanctuaries. And in terms of their volunteer programs, they actually do have a little bit of difference. Monterey Bay has been able to have volunteer programs going for a, a quite a long time and they have these great solid programs that are really engaging with the community and having community members you know collect data on water quality um, they have uh, you know visitor centers that you're going to hear about later on in the episode and Stellwagen and bank again is you know right by the city of Boston which is a, a huge urban area with people constantly using the, the waterways and their volunteer programs are at this kind of great cusp of expansion you know they have they've had volunteer programs in the past but they've really been able to do a lot just in the past year or so and really start to engage the community more. So it's, it's kind of a really exciting time where we have these wonderful programs that have been going, but we also always have new programs. And you'll hear from both of the volunteer coordinators about you know new stuff that's always happening at the sanctuaries that are, are working to get more volunteers involved. Great. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to getting these folks on the phone. Tracy, for all the sanctuary sites, not just those that we will speak with today, do folks tend to serve or volunteer for shorter periods of time, maybe just a few days here and there? Or do your volunteers tend to really dedicate time year after year to support the sanctuaries? This, again, does depend um, on the site and also the project. So a lot of our sanctuaries do have one-day events, and some of these are actually some of our biggest volunteer programs. For instance, in Hawaii, we have the Sanctuary Ocean Count, and they get they have three days over a month-time period where they get a thousand volunteers to come out and help them count whales and their their recording behavior. It's a huge event. I mean, the community is really engaged with it, but it's you know it's basically a one-day event. Olympic Coast has a beach cleanup that's similar that they part you know they partner with a lot of other organizations but again they get over a thousand volunteers kind of this army of people going out to the beach and and cleaning up um, and do a you know have a huge impact so those are some of our one day events where we have folks but we also have programs that people come again either throughout the year they may come once a month or once a week even we have some people who volunteer and we had someone just this past year who was volunteering over a hundred times he was out on the Channel Islands and so that was just you know an amazing amount of time if you think about it almost every other, you know every three days he's out there volunteering for us and we have had volunteers that have been with us for a really long time again Channel Islands has a couple volunteers who have been with us for over 20 years wow. so it's really impressive just you know we've had some great volunteers who've stayed with us and we have ones who who do you know one shot and we hope you know they'll come back sometime are there volunteer opportunities at some of the sites where students can get credit for school 
Yeah, we really try and work a lot with students and youth because volunteering is a great way to get experience. A lot of people, if you ask, get, got their start or, or figured out if they do or do not like things because they may have been volunteering. So we really try to work with both high school students and college students a lot to get them to volunteer. And we sometimes just have them come and they're, they're volunteers. Another time they actually are a part of a program where they're getting credit with the school or the university. Um, we've worked with AmeriCorps and Job Corps students before. And just again, really trying to get students the skills that they need. That's one, going to get them engaged with the sanctuary, which we love to do. Two, the students enjoy it. We enjoy working with the students. And it's really a great you know, resume builder and experience builder for them that they can use as they're starting out their career. That's fantastic that there's so many opportunities for students to three-year volunteer programs. Are your volunteers, not just students, but all volunteers, are they recognized in some way for their efforts? Absolutely. Recognition is one of the things we really focus on with our volunteers because we can't do what we do without them. And we want to make sure that we show them that appreciation and, and have them understand how important they are to us. So there's a lot of different levels of recognition. All of our sites have uh, their own internal kind of site-based recognition, and that varies per site. You know, sometimes it's they do a you know, small award ceremony or they'll even have, you know, maybe a potluck dinner where they just get together and, and um, appreciate, you know, the work that they've done for the year. We do also have a national recognition program where we have pins for years of service. And I mentioned again, you know, we've had some volunteers who have been here for 20 years. So we have pins that volunteers can actually earn as they volunteer with us to get, we have a three, five, a 10, and a 20 year pin. We've had wonderful feedback. The volunteers are really proud of the pins. They wear them, you know, showing off their service. Another really neat recognition program we have, and this is thanks to our, the National Marine Sanctuary Foundation, is we have something called the Volunteer of the Year, which the National Marine Sanctuary Foundation hosts. And each site is able to nominate one volunteer. The foundation selects a winner. One of the main events during that week is what's called a leadership, the Leadership Awards Dinner. And we actually recognize our volunteer of the year at this ceremony. And, you know, other, there's other, a few other awards that are given out that night, such as a Lifetime Achievement Award. And some past recipients have been former President Bill Clinton and U.S. Navy Lieutenant Don Walsh, who was one of the first men to go into the Marianas Trench back in the 60s. So these are, you know, really big names in ocean conservation and ocean action. And the fact that our volunteers recognize besides them on stage that night is a huge deal for us. So we're really thankful to the foundation for being able to support that. Very nice way to reach out and say thank you, that's for sure. So Tracy, for those listening today who don't live close to a National Marine Sanctuary, or maybe don't even live close to the coast, can they volunteer in some way and help out? We always stress for people to, to volunteer in whatever capacity they can. And again, you know, we've talked about this a little bit in the previous episode, but a great resource that I always love to talk about is volunteer.gov. If you're not close enough to a sanctuary, just get out and get connected with your local community. It really helps people feel engaged with the community and with the environment, um, and it's just a win-win situation for everybody. So we always encourage people to find some way that they can help out, and if you look, I'm pretty sure you'll find something nearby. Thanks again, Tracy, for coming in today and answering some of our questions and helping us kick off this episode. So let's move out to the West Coast and interview Lisa Emanuelson by phone today. Lisa is a volunteer coordinator with the Office of National Marine Sanctuaries. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to our show. Thanks so much, Kate, for having me here. Lisa, first, can you tell us a little bit about the sanctuary site that you work at? Well, I work at the Monterey Bay National Marine Sanctuary out on the West Coast. 
were almost 300 shoreline miles extending from the Marin Headlands down to Cambria in the south. And uh, it's just an amazing site where we have underwater canyons and huge kelp forests. With such a large site, we just have so many different habitats that we're working to protect. And so it's just an amazing, amazing place. One of the incredible spots within our sanctuary is the Davidson Seamount, which is an underwater extinct volcano. And it's offshore of our sanctuary. It's sort of a little postage stamp offshore of our sanctuary's shoreline boundary. And it's just an incredible place where we can see deep-sea corals and deep sponges. Just an amazing, amazing place. Sounds very cool and quite a diverse place and an important resource to preserve. Absolutely, and it's one of those things where most of the residents along our shoreline don't always know what's out there. And so part of our job is to help them to know what's there. So Lisa, can you tell us about the types of activities that your volunteers are supporting? Absolutely. Our volunteers do such an incredible diversity of activities, and I just feel so fortunate to work with so many folks that are so engaged in the sanctuary. Some of our volunteers are involved in our water quality monitoring programs. So they are out there testing and monitoring the quality of water that's flowing into the sanctuary, either through creeks and rivers or actually through urban areas and storm drains, which, of course, all of that flows into the sanctuary and can impact the quality of water within the sanctuary itself. Other volunteers that we have are doing a program called Beachcombers, where they are out there walking beaches looking for dead marine birds and marine mammals. And it might seem kind of like a gruesome job, which in some cases it can be, but it's really important information because there might be activities or different impacts that are happening out in the sanctuary that we don't see except for the fact that it's impacting the wildlife. And so by monitoring the wildlife that's washing up on the beaches, we have an opportunity to see what might be happening out in the sanctuary. And then our last sort of group of volunteers are actually docents. And we have different types of docent activities. One group is uh, our Baynet Shoreline Naturalist Program. And they are along the shoreline here in Monterey, Pacific Grove, Santa Cruz, and Moss Landing. And they talk to visitors about the local wildlife. And they have binoculars set up on tripods and they just show folks some of the local wildlife and talk to them about it. Other volunteers we have are out on kayaks, talking to local visitors, also on kayaks, about the local wildlife that we have and approaching that wildlife too closely, which in some cases can be very damaging for things like sea otters and harbor seals. They tend to be really shy. They tend to need their rest. And if we are always approaching them, it's hard for them because they always have to try and get away from us. So we try and educate kayakers and boaters and other folks, try and educate the proper wildlife viewing. Our last group, volunteers, are our docents within our visitor centers. We have a visitor center down in Cambria, and then we also have a brand-new visitor center that's opening up in July of 2012, and that's going to be in Santa Cruz. And so we have docents that are there helping to interpret the exhibits and also to educate folks about the sanctuary through our visitor centers. Lisa, you mentioned that your volunteers are involved in water quality monitoring. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. 
our water quality volunteers are some folks that go out and help us throughout the whole entire year. During the dry weather, we monitor storm drain outfalls for common urban pollutants like detergents, ammonia, phosphates, and chlorine. And that's through a program that we have called Urban Watch. We do it in Monterey and Pacific Grove, and it helps us to kind of track what are common urban pollutants that might be reaching the ocean and trying to detect where they could be coming from. We work with our local cities to help them figure out what's the quality of water in their storm drain outfalls and also to help find illicit discharges that will impact the ocean. We also have programs around our first rainstorm of the year, which is our first flush program. And we have incredible volunteers that go out day or night and monitor storm drain outfalls um, during the first rainstorm of the year, which is oftentimes at 2 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, but most often 2 o'clock in the morning. So our volunteers will collect water samples that will be tested for metals, which are copper, zinc, and lead, bacteria, nutrients, nitrate, and phosphate, and also total suspended solids. And this really helps us to figure out what's the quality of water coming off of our streets going into the ocean during that first rainstorm of the year. And then our last water quality program that we have is called Snapshot Day. And it's the first Saturday in May, and we have volunteers throughout the sanctuary that go to watersheds and take samples of creeks and rivers and do some basic field measurements. And we test those water samples for things like bacteria and nutrients. And again, it just gives us an idea of what is the quality of water flowing into the sanctuary from our watersheds. Lisa, my last question for you today. To give our listeners a flavor of the opportunities that are available to them if they visit the Monterey Bay Sanctuary, can you tell us what your favorite recreational activity is within the sanctuary? You know, that's such a hard question because... There's so many different things to do here. My husband and I, we love to go kayaking. We go up to the Elkhorn Slough to go kayaking. We kayak along Cannery Row in Monterey. Um, There's great surfing here, which I love to do, um, up in Santa Cruz, as well as down at Moss Landing. Um, It's just an amazing place to see wildlife. There's plenty of whale-watching boats that go out, and there's just great places to view wildlife. Just walking along the coastal trails can be an incredible experience. You can see whales from the trails. You can see birds. You can see sea otters. You can see harbor seals. There's just so much here. It's hard to pick just one. Thanks, Lisa, for that overview on these great volunteer opportunities at Monterey Bay. Now let's head back over to the East Coast and talk again by phone to Anne-Marie Runfola about the volunteer opportunities at the Stellwagen Bank National Marine Sanctuary. Hi, Anne-Marie. Welcome to our show. Hi. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Anne-Marie, can you tell us about the mission or the purpose of your sanctuary and where exactly you're located? Well, first, I'm going to start with a name. It's a really long one, but it's got some historic significance. It's the Gary E. Studs Stellwagen Bank National Marine Sanctuary. And it's named after both the U.S. Navy lieutenant who first mapped the bank and the U.S. congressman who supported the designation in 1992. So we're celebrating our 20th anniversary this year. I just wanted to get that out there. 
and our sanctuary is 842 square miles of open ocean, about the size of Rhode Island. And it, it's out in the open ocean. It doesn't touch land. It's between Cape Ann and Cape Cod along the coast, just three miles off of each cape, but approximately 23 miles from Boston. And it's a really unique place. We sometimes call it the urban sanctuary. It's a major commercial shipping hub. It's a historic fishing ground, and it's one of the best places in the world to see whales. And it's also designated as an important bird area, which I'll talk more about later. And our mission is to protect and conserve the sanctuary's resources. So we have marine mammals and the biodiversity, so life from the seafloor to seabirds, so from the bottom all the way up into the air, and our maritime heritage. We have identified and found at least 40 shipwrecks and counting. So all that while performing this balancing act to try and facilitate and manage compatible use. So it's, it's, we call it like, it's like the three-legged stool. So we've got marine mammals, biodiversity, and maritime heritage, and we also have all these other activities happening in the sanctuary. So trying to coordinate and manage all that while protecting the resources. And the sanctuary is a hugely productive area. I like to say it's like one of the biggest food courts in one of the biggest airports in the world. We've got fish and whales and seabirds coming in from everywhere to eat along the bank. Thanks, Anne-Marie. It sounds like quite a mission, and you all are very busy. Can you briefly explain to us the kinds of volunteer opportunities available at Stellwagen Bank? Yeah, first, just to say that because our sanctuary doesn't touch land, it has some really unique challenges as far as trying to connect people with the sanctuary and actually help them visualize it, um, help them understand it and feel connected with it. So the volunteer program is a really important part of that, especially since we can't get all the volunteers out in the sanctuary itself since it's so far off land. So we have the first program I started last year is the Stellwagen Sanctuary Ambassadors, and that's our docent program, if you will. So people who will help interpret what's out there in the sanctuary, why it's so cool, and, uh, and get people excited about, uh, about the resource in their backyard. And then a subset of that are volunteers who are really interested in educational programming, and we started a program called A Child Sanctuary. And then we have a seabird monitoring program using citizen scientists. And we have an internship program primarily for college students and above, but we have worked with a couple high school students as well, and that's growing. We're just about to start a Marine Mammal Observer Corps, which is a group of observers who will come out on our research vessel when we're doing research to make sure that we spot and avoid marine mammals while we're out there in the sanctuary. Thanks, Anne-Marie. So let's talk about a few of the programs that you just mentioned. What can you tell us about the Seabird Monitoring Program? Our program, the Stellwagen Sanctuary Seabird Stewards, we call it S4 for short, has three major goals. We're working in collaboration with Mass Audubon, and the idea is to expand the study of seabirds in the sanctuary. And the three major goals are to systematically collect baseline data on seabirds within sanctuary boundaries using both our research vessel, the AUK, and vessels of opportunity, such as whale watch vessels, to compare populations over time. We also want to educate the public about seabirds and connect residents with their sanctuary. And we want to train a group of observers to join scientists in this groundbreaking project. And you mentioned another program called a Child Sanctuary. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. So when I first started at the sanctuary, we had lots of requests for 
educational opportunities to work with kids and their parents. And so I went to the local library and developed a series of educational events that would be led by volunteers, first targeting pre-kindergarten through upper elementary school students and their parents through events on weekends. So we train the volunteers to share information about the bank and the National Marine Sanctuaries program. And we also developed a cadre of teen ambassadors to help run the program. Uh, we started by cross-training the local library's youth volunteers and then started working with some volunteers through the schools. And we've had more than 1,000 parents and children have participated in the six events we've run so far. We're just having our first volunteers who are going to lead these programs now without me even there, going out into their own, their own schools and their own communities. It sounds like a great concept and that it's really, really taking off right now. For all of these different volunteer programs, not just a child sanctuary and the Seabird program, do you have an estimate of how many people you've reached? Yeah, well, we're up to about 60 regular volunteers. We just started in earnest last year, plus we have others who help with occasional events, etc. And those volunteers have given over 6,000 hours so far in the last year. And we've estimated that we've reached over 45,000 people directly and countless numbers indirectly through the volunteer activities. So from marching in a really popular St. Patrick's Day parade in Situate, where our headquarters is located, to making blubber gloves with kids at a festival, to uh, stewards presenting on seabirds as part of a lecture series. Very impressive numbers. So finally, Anne-Marie, what is your favorite part of your job as the volunteer coordinator at the Stellwagen Bank National Marine Sanctuary? Wow, do I get more than one answer? <laughs> I, I'm thrilled to be part of this. It's, it's such a great resource, and I'm so impressed with what my colleagues are doing. And I'm also really impressed with the diversity and depth of the talent of the volunteers and their generosity. We have a regular volunteer who ran her own software company before retiring and moving out here, and, and she's so intellectually curious and so talented and so sharp and wants to use her skills to help the sanctuary and promote the work that we're doing. Um, and uh, so that, to me, I'm just constantly impressed by what people have to offer, uh, and I, I learn from them. They make me look good. And uh, I have to say one more is really being able to, being in the position to provide opportunities to both youth and adults we just had a college student who just finished up, and she was an intern with us last year, and because of the work she did with us, she was able to um, get a job in Hawaii as a naturalist. And so it really helping her advance her career and figure out what she wanted to do and get some concrete experience with a, with a great organization, that's no small thing to be able to offer. And with our retirees and our youth being able to give them an opportunity to feel like they're involved in their own community and really make a difference, Thanks, Anne-Marie, for taking a few minutes to talk to us today about the volunteer opportunities at Stellwagen Bank. And now to close out this episode, I'd like to go back to Tracy for just one final question. Tracy, we talked today a little bit about the history of the sanctuaries. What do you see in the future for your volunteer program? Well, as I was talking about before, you know, our programs are always expanding, always getting bigger and better. We're at a very exciting time for National Marine Sanctuaries. This year we actually are celebrating our 40th anniversary, and we've been looking back at some of the major accomplishments we've done throughout the past 40 years, and it's really, you know, amazing to see what we've done in the past, and just, it's so exciting to think about what we're going to accomplish in the future, um, and the impacts in the, the, you know, the impacts we'll have on the, the environment and the communities where these sanctuaries are. 
Another big milestone that we saw for the sanctuary this past year was we actually reached one million hours of volunteer time. And that was a huge accomplishment for our, our volunteers. And we're just, we're so excited to reach the next milestone in that aspect. So, you know, we're always growing bigger and better. Um, we're always looking out to, you know, reach new partners and new communities. And we're really excited about, you know, we've been really thinking a lot recently about how can we expand our message and how can we think outside the box. And so, you know, new volunteer programs programs and just you know engaging new people is really kind of been a big push of ours right now so it's a, it's a very exciting time for sanctuaries thanks Tracy Lisa and Amory for joining us on diving deeper and talking about the volunteer opportunities for our listeners at the National Marine Sanctuaries to learn more about these and other volunteer opportunities please visit sanctuaries.noaa.gov/involve that's all for today's show Remember, if you have questions on this episode or the National Ocean Service in general, you can contact us at nos.info at noaa.gov. And if you're on social media, don't forget you can find us. It's U.S. Ocean Gov on Facebook, Twitter, Flickr, and YouTube. Please join us for our next episode in two weeks.